You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, The Sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Stop the pigeon, 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 how? Jab him, jab him, jab him, grab him, stop that pigeon now. Introducing our Pigeon Radio Australia presenter and executive producer of the show, Ivan Fonti. and welcome to another edition of Pigeon Radio Australia brought to you here on our great little community radio station 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. We have an exciting show for you today. We're full of Fed winners and we also have our great Pigeon Radio Australia vet Dr. Rob Marshall coming on to uh, discuss a few health problems that are going on with the birds at this time of the year. So stay tuned for that and much more here on Pigeon Radio Australia this morning. And I'd like to introduce this morning to Pigeon Radio Australia, and he's back, and that's the Maltese Falcon, Mr. Tony Barbara. Come closer. I want to talk to you. I'm going to tell you an astounding story. The story of the Maltese Falcon. 600 years, the Falcon has carried the mystery of a fabulous wealth under its grotesque wing. To the Maltese Falcon... Introducing, once again, to Pigeon Radio Australia, our regular and the original Maltese Falcon, Tony Barbara. Good morning, Mr. Tony Barbara. How are you? And welcome back to Pigeon Radio Australia. And how are you feeling now? You feeling better? Well, anyway, I'm improving. You're improving, are you? <laughs> Yes. Good morning, Good morning, the listeners, and good morning to everybody around the world. Uh, I'm laughing at this fellow here because he's making gestures. I mean, Matt, fair him. If you could, if this was on TV, you'd be laughing already because I'm going to introduce <laughs> this bloke here right now. Oh my God. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
back folks, let's give him a warm welcome back to Pigeon Radio Australia. Introducing the one and only Pigeon Racing Italian Stallion, Joe Angelino. Mr. Joe Angelino, good morning. Good morning, good morning uh, to you, Ivan, and good morning, Tony. Morning, yeah. How, how are you, my friend? Not bad, anyway. That's the way. You, you're looking better, mate. You're looking better. Yeah, he's looking better. Isn't he? he is. I he's got colour in his face in. now. When he, that's what I said when he walked in. I yeah. said, you're looking better. That's it. And yeah. good morning to everybody listening. Have we got a big show for you all today? Have we? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what were you doing there? <laughs> oh, I was just uh, making you laugh. I was just doing I some fly spray and I'm just spraying them there. <laughs> fly spray on the desk. This guy's spraying his underarms. Oh, <laughs> anyway. What do you got? Fleas. No, I wasn't spraying it, I was just mucking around. But anyway, so yeah, so yeah, we've got our correspondence on, we've got... Uh, Dr. Rob, Rob Marshall. Marshall. Yeah. Wow, what a... Sh- well, that's going to be good. Yeah, yeah especially... Rob's good, he's a smart man. Very smart, smart. Man. not only is he smart, he flies a good pigeon, let he, me tell you. He does, we'll yes. hear more about that when we talk to him. We've got our famous David Malia on as well today. Oh yes, David yes. Malia, I tell you what... One of the best interviews for the year, I reckon. Oh, it's Some a good interview. Very, yeah. very good interview. One of it, well, one of the best. Yeah, anyway, we're gonna, one of the best. One of the best. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we've also got. Uh. Not, not only is he a new flyer, oh, and not only has he won one federation, but he's won two. And how many club races has he won? And he's broken eight. the record. He's won eight club races, and we're going to be talking to Renin Chincho as and well. he's only just started, eh? This is his first season. Yeah. Look out, Mr. Angelino. Your oh, triangle's going to be... Such a humble person too, isn't he? Eh? Yeah. What a nice person. There's not going to be no more ding-ding. It's going to be... Tony, what are you laughing at? Come on. Don't be like that, Tony. you got to back me up, mate. Are you going to come for me too, Tony? Next year, Tony's well, coming. Ne- next year, be prepared. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, be prepared. Hey, even you, Ivan. What, what did you say? To next year, you're going to come out... Oh, I'm not strong. saying nothing. You're going to come out hard and strong. The birds are going to do the talk and not me. All right. Ah. Yeah. He's got new I'm program. Not, I'm not saying nothing. New, new everything. New feeding system, I'm, new program. I'm only on, P- I'm I'm watching on you, Facebook. Ivan. I'm only Pigeon Media now. No more Ivan. Finish. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Well, uh, you want to concentrate 100%. Concentrate on the birds, 100%. Mm. You know what, like what Poy said, hard work and you will see the results. So, Joe, we have to look out next year. Oh, I have, exactly, you and I both have to look out. We're going to be watching you, Ivan. We're going to see you up there, Kabish. Up top, mate, up top. Anyway, tell us how the the Victorian Pigeon Organisation, the innovators of pigeon racing in Melbourne, Australia, how are they going? Very good, very good. Yeah, so everything's going well. We've got, uh, what, three races left, Ivan? Yeah. Looking forward to finishing the season off on a good note. Fingers yeah. crossed, you know, yeah. uh, weather pending. And yeah. um, we'll see. I don't know, know about this weather, though. I tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah. look too good. It doesn't look good. Yeah, we're having a look at it before, weren't we? Yeah, it doesn't look good. No. What can we do, Tony? What but, can you do? But maybe if you go towards the west more, maybe you'll get a race. The, what do you reckon, Tony? West is the best. Well, <laughs> at at where? It does. They had a race. It does from there. Mm. Yeah, what about if we go east? We get the least? Uh, east, you never know. Maybe <laughs> it's better. Go to Tassie. No, no, no. Not no, no. No, no. No, all good. Let's just see what the weather... Yeah, it's all up to the weather. Pending. But that's the, the only way you can go, really. Exactly. Because yeah, exactly. up north and northeast, what, 
Yeah. Oh, flooded. All the floods. Yeah, we've had a lot of water. So we uh, wish yeah, everybody... Look, I wish all those people good luck, you know. Exactly. I feel sorry for them, really. Even in Maribyrnong, did you see? Yeah, yeah. Maribyrnong, Jesus. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So we wish everyone well and hope, hopefully, you know, all the animals are safe and, and the people are safe. And well, shit. I've been in Melbourne 56 years. I never experienced this. Yeah. Never. Exactly. seen all this rain and then. What about never. Shepparton? Shepparton's underwater mm-hmm. as we speak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It sure is. It's terrible, isn't it? And, and it's hard for the trucks to go up the highway too, so. I don't know if you've been watching the Facebook there, uh... Mark Baldwin used to be our truck driver. Yeah. Well, he's been putting posts up and giving us all updates on how the water and all that. Yeah, well, yeah it's uh, no, he's doing a really good job. But uh, yeah, yeah, we wish everybody uh, yeah, safe and wish everyone safe and yeah, all the best. Anyway, let's get on with the show, and I think we're going to have Mr. Rob Marshall, or Doctor, I should say, Doctor Rob Marshall on first up. So stay tuned, and we'll be back after this break. Oh yeah.
For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Toulon Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484 340 551. Southern FM sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons' inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor Pigeon Racing Victoria presents the Victoria Cup 2023. With a guaranteed first prize of $100,000, Australia's biggest race is on again, this time from Cobar, New South Wales. Sign up now for the Victoria Cup. It's on Sunday the 24th of September 2023. Rings are $100 each with one free ring for every 10 purchased. For details, visit pigeonracingvictoria.com. Southern FM Sponsor. Hi, this is Marty Roan. Support Act is an established registered charity assisting those in the music industry suffering hardship through illness or injury. If music has enriched your life, spare a thought for the many entertainers, writers and crew who, growing older, are now facing hard times. Support Act needs your support. Please donate and learn more at supportact.org.au. Now you can listen to Southern FM on the go with Community Radio Plus, the home of Community Radio. The brand new app means you can listen in wherever you are. You'll also discover Community Radio's best podcasts and independent news. As well as listening via 88.3 FM, you can now support your community radio station by downloading Community Radio Plus. Get it from Google Play or the App Store today. While you're there, don't forget to leave five stars. If it's standards by Billy Holiday and Count Basie or swinging music by our very own syncopators, then this is a show for you. You'll also learn about the history of jazz through the early work of musicians, band leaders and composers whose work led to and typified the swing era. So, the best in dance tap and music, tune in to Swing Time with Rolly, 6 to 7pm every Thursday evening, only here on 88.3 Southern FM. 
This is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Travel the world musically speaking, from the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto, from the Colosseum to the Pyramids, from the London Bridge to Golden Gate. Tune in every Wednesday, 2 p.m. for International Caravan with your captain, DDZ. Radio Australia, here from the studios of Pigeon Media in Melbourne, Australia. This is the only devoted Pigeon Radio show in the world. Tune in live worldwide via our website at www.pigeonmedia.com.au. So, stop the pigeon, stop the pigeon, stop the pigeon. On the line once again for Pigeon Radio Australia, we have our regular Pigeon Radio Australia vet, avian vet, and that's Dr. Rob Marshall. Hiya, Rob. How are you? And welcome back to Pigeon Radio Australia. Hi, Ivan. Going very well, thanks. We just finished this weekend or last weekend, so we finished the racing, which is a long season, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a long season, but you've done very, very well, Rob. You've had some excellent results. Did you see how I went in Bundaberg? No, I didn't see that result. How did you go there? Um, it was a very hard race. There were three birds home on the day, five altogether. That's all, five yeah. birds. yeah. And you and had I one of those bird. birds. Oh, very good. Excellent. Well done. And, uh, and I sent one bird. <laughs> oh, no way. Hey, how good is that? Ivan? That's fantastic. That is really good. That means <laughs> yeah, that you're, no. a, you're a good selector. Um, that was very exciting because um, because I, I want to talk about that because I learned a lot from that particular bird, right? Yeah. So um, I was talking to Milat. He, he got second, right, Milat yeah. um, Boussade? Yep. He got second. And I was talking to him because he, he comes up quite regularly and um, he's a very nice person. Um, and he got one bird. And I, I talked to him and I said, my, when my bird caught home, because I, I it caught home on the second day at 5.50, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it came in with my birds. I was letting them out for a fly. It came in with them and uh, the clock went off and, I, and my wife heard it. A noise, and I said, uh, no, it's not a race bird, because she's very good with this. She said, that could be a race bird. No, it's not a race bird. It's just another bird I left out that had been breeding, right? It's got yeah. a blue ring on it, right? Yeah. And so so I then went upstairs, and um, and Annie, Annie's got a chicken down in the back, and she went down and checked the chickens, and she went into the lock, because she's very curious, and she looked at the clock, and the, and the, it was a bird, a Bundaberg bird, right? <laughs> That's so, unreal. And she came up, it came up and said, look, it's a race bird. I said, no, it isn't. It's a bird with a blue ring on it. Right? <laughs> and, and I went down there um, and 
Because as you can imagine, you send one bird, you're not going to get it, are you? No. Well, what are the chances, <laughs> true, of one bird? <laughs> and I went down, and I didn't look at the clock, I looked for the bird, because I knew which one it was, and I went, my God, it is that bird, right? And, uh, and uh, <laughs> so funny. And, um, and she was really fresh, right? So yeah. the next day, I, um, I handled her the next day. She hadn't lost any condition. I handled her the next day, and she was, Fully conditioned, right? Yeah. And I rang up, um, and not to, and the next day she was cooing around. So, um, and I, I, I rang up Milat just to congratulate him, and I asked him, you know, tell me, was your bird tired or was it, it was all right? And he said it was all right, it was fine as well. Yeah. So I've got this theory, right? I've yeah. got this theory. I re- and then the bird that won the race was in at twelve twenty. Uh, Milat was at, in at four, four o'clock. This was on the second day, yeah. and I was in at five fifty, right? Yeah. And I said, I reckon what's happened. They've sat in a tree. They've always got home, right? Yeah. Uh, because Jimmy Vescos had a bird. He didn't clock in. He had a bird reported injured at Woiwoi, which is north of us, right? Yeah. And he had it um, reported on Friday. I believe that that bird was with these four birds, right? Yeah, and it got hawked. It got really badly damaged hawk. Yeah, yeah. Now, the theory is this. You tell me what you think anyway, because yeah. I just think it's a good story, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I reckon they, they're probably around together. They might not have been, but if, if they were around together, hawks got, got through them, got Jimmy's bird, yeah. put put our birds down. They just sat there all day, yeah, right? Probably, yeah. Until... And then they're gone, they had a rest all day, and then gone up and just mine, just on dusk, getting just on dark, and, and they've left the tree at different times. Um, because I can't explain, but there'll be people out there like Tony Barbara, who, who does 600 mile races, who'll, yeah. who'll be able to tell me, are they always that fresh when they get home? Not, not all. Not all of them, he reckons. No. No. But, um, I think it all depends. What were the conditions like, Robert? I reckon it depends on the condition of of the race when they were racing. Well, this was a head, this was a headwind all the way, a southeast, okay. fifteen to twenty five oh. kilometres an hour, right? So it was a very hard race. The winning velocity was six hundred and sixty or something, right? Yeah. So it's a slow, very slow uh, race. Yeah, thousand, thousand kilometres, a thousand kilometres to yeah. us, right? Yeah, um, and. I'm just thinking, right, so, for example, that bird, I was talking to a friend of mine, Kel Kokoski, who's um, quite, his family's quite famous at the yes. other spring. Yeah, they go long right? distance, yeah. yeah. And, um, and he was saying, yeah, it's, it is in the preparation, it's bloodlines, but they have to be extremely fit as well, right? Yeah. So, um, and they have to have, before that race, they have to have preferably a race that's, you know, eight, seven, eight hours beforehand, you know, yeah, about four weeks, three or four weeks yeah. before it. Um, and I think the problem is with these races is that a lot of the European birds aren't made to do it. But the, I asked Miller what breeding his bird was as well. Yeah. And it was an old family cross with Stefan Wright's breed stuff, right? Oh, yeah. um, uh, from... City Guard, I think he's got really tough birds, and yeah. um, Millet crossed them together. Yeah. My bird was an old family cross with 
Florangles, you see. So, oh, Florangles, um, very good hard but, pigeons, yeah. Yeah, so, um, but even so, this bird had done nothing all year, do you know? Yeah. Well, they, surpri- <laughs> they surprise you sometimes, aren't they? They, they just do funny things. I, I, I just, when I saw that, I thought, you know, it's, a, it's a remarkable. I felt humbled, right? Yeah. That this bird has flown a thousand kilometres. That's two days, right, yeah. into a headwind going, and it just lands there as if nothing's happened. <laughs> yes, if it, it goes, hasn't been anywhere. Yeah. 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 yeah, and then goes up, sits in its little perch, and is quite content. It's quite a weird thing, isn't it? Don't well, I think it's happy to be where it is in its loft, and it's probably bonded with you as well. Rob, you know what I got from this story? This is Joe Angelina. Yeah. I th- yeah. this, well, I got that uh, you should always listen to your wife, but that's the moral of this story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. Um, the other, yeah, that's right, because Annie, you know, I, I can't, you know, I come up and have a cup of a glass, and she says, "Don't go up, right? Yeah. Just wait." Because she loves watching them come in. Oh, right? that's good. And uh, yeah, and we sit on the, we have a, um, a chair that we sit. Yeah, on, I know, know where you a, sit a, there. Yeah. A bench together. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she she um, cradles the fan tail, right? And she waits there because I'm at work most at most of the races, right? Yeah. So she's there. So and, she waits um, for the birds. She said, don't, yeah, she said, with the longer ones, don't go up, just wait. You know, they're going to come in a minute, right? Yeah, and I go up, and sure enough, about four of the seven long races, I go up, and the pigeon comes home. Right? <laughs> 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 and and, oh, and I said, well, well, what I'm going to do, I'm not going to come down here. You just stay here because you're good luck for it. Coming. Exactly. <laughs> She's <laughs> a good luck charm. Well, perhaps yeah. because she waits for the birds in the shorter races, they probably bond to her. That's why they're coming to her. <laughs> you know what Tony You know what Tony Barbaro always says? Yeah. <laughs> Say. What do you say, Tony? Danny to woman's touch. Woman's touch. <laughs> that's what Tony says. Every way, every fancy needs a woman's touch. <laughs> yeah. 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 Annie's very, she's really good. Now, so, oh, that's great that you'd like to do it sort of together, isn't it? That's really, really good. good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's a very good person, yeah. yeah. But, and she, she's really good because um, I'm at work and she'll a photograph of the clock birds, you know, and what's come in. Oh, very good, excellent. How good immediately is that? happens, and so I can see what's going on. And, and uh, yeah, she's very good at throwing the fantails. No, too. that's fantastic, Rob. Excellent. No, you've done very well this season. Congratulations to well your done, results. Well They're done. very good. Well yeah, you must have a good you. vet that you take your birds to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can tell you, I can tell you, I was on race program two, option two, every week. Oh, yeah. well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Um, but you know, obviously, Ivan and I check the droppings microscopically. Um, I, when I'm racing, I do it every day, yeah. so I get a good feeling of what's going on. Yeah, you know. But what's even going. so, even so, um, they they require that medication every week, right? Now, I'm not saying that's right for everyone because I live in a very awkward area. I live yeah, on water, you do, so yeah, very humid, right, yeah. and. Um, and there's a lot of hawks around around me, so I get hammered all the time. So they're under a lot of stress. Um, um, so yeah, I was very, I was very pleased. Uh, but in the later races, like everyone, we lost quite a few birds. What, why do you reckon that we've lost so many birds? It's the same things happen in Melbourne. There's there's been a lot of birds missing. I think it's the weather conditions. They're very very strange, right? Um, yeah. 
the weather patterns are very, you know, you can feel it yourself. I yeah. Um, you, you know, the heaviness yeah, in the it air. Is, yeah, it is. Yeah, even when and, you breathe. Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And then there were some races where they let them go just a little bit too early for my liking. Yeah. Um, when the humidity was 100%, 98%, 100%. Yeah. Now, as you know, when we let our birds out, when it's 95% humidity, they don't fly very well no, at, they at don't, all. They right? don't like so, humidity, no. Um, and so as they get trouble, they have trouble leaving the point quickly. You know, they have no, you know, when you let them out, they have no big speed in the air because yeah. they can't, because they can't get lift, you see. That's right. And so, and then there's very heavy air. My view is that there's a lot of reasons, you know, there's a lot of, there was a lot of illness around this mm. year. But Some people um, try to blame blame the 5G network and uh, I was talking to Yelly Rosiers about it and he said, you know, he said, they're not going to change it for us. He said, so we have to learn to adapt to it, he said. and But he reckons that he doesn't think that the 5G network's affecting the pigeons. I think there are, is some electronic interference um, for sure, but as he says, it's very true. What we're doing is we're breeding pigeons based on natural selection that will adapt to that. Correct. Right. Yeah. And and so that's the trick is to be able to um, pick those birds that that do well. Mm. So you know the big question mark you always scratch your head, Ivan, is that mm. you get a you get the, you get birds that come home in good condition, fresh as a daisy, yeah. and and race home, yeah. and then you get the ones that can't. Well. Why can't the other ones get home like that? That's right, think? yeah. That's what I ask myself to, uh, a yeah. lot of times. And then sometimes <laughs> you'll send a bird to a race and he'll come in roaring in and then you'll send him to another race and you don't see him again. Uh, yeah, and that's disappointing, right? Yeah. Um, uh, but I think my view on that is um, that, for example, I, I just went through, I just analysed what happened this year with my birds, right? Yeah. Now, um, there were, I lost three good birds, right? Like really good birds, yeah, right? Yeah. I, ha- I got, I calculated, I got twelve really good birds yeah. during the season, but I lost three really good birds. No, they're old birds. Three good, three good old birds, right? Yeah. So, what, what's the theory there, Ivan? The theory, there's a few theories, isn't that one? Mm. That um, with with one of those who who had a name, Corvo, mm. I think he wasn't. He wasn't fit enough for, he, he's an old bird, four-year-old, and he bred quite heavily all season. Okay. I think if you breed them heavily, they don't fully recover to, to race properly, and okay. I think they're prone to a hawk attack. What's your view, Tony? Tony, what do you think? If you breed from a pigeon and you send him to a race, it's not, not as good, is it? I reckon what Rob is saying is true. Yeah, he agrees with you, Rob. Yeah, so I learned from that, right? So... That was that bird, and then there was some other birds too. That I think that they they peaked, and maybe they were a little bit tired. Um, and I shouldn't have sent them right because yeah. they get home, they look alright. But I think sometimes we maybe send them too much. Like for the first ten races, all my birds went every race. Yeah, so, but that's how they race in Europe. They race like that in yeah, Belgium. But, yeah, they but send them every yeah. week because they've got no limit. Oh, right. So every bird, well, Jelly tells me he breeds like 200-odd pigeons to start the season, and he says if I've got 180 birds, he said every bird goes to the race, and he said then they go every week. Yeah, but so, Ivan, so they, they don't go 
What's the distance? What's their? They don't race a full season like what we do. No, they do sixteen weeks. They, you know, and, yeah, and, and, and it's not. And, and you've got to remember, Ivan. It's not the, their races in Europe. They're not. Uh, well, they don't do the four, five, and six. You know what I'm saying? But so it's more short to middle distance. Yeah, so you true. can do that. But you can't do they, that here. What they do in racing? That way, they're not leaving the winner home. It's got to be in the race, the winner. That's right. When you send all pigeons. Yeah. yeah, but you can do that earlier on, yeah? You can send pigeons 10 races straight, no problem, when it's short, middle distance. Not not, not, not long distance. You'll burn them out. No, no, well, those birds yeah, won't be good. Too, it's very too, it's very too, Angelo, because these birds, when it's, a ten, it's the first 10 races, now the first three is only 100k. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's uh, just like a so, Even at those distances, it's hard work for them, isn't it? Yeah, it is very hard work, but... That's yeah. what they're bred for, Rob. Yeah, they're bred to do that, like a racehorse or like a greyhound that's bred to the race. They're bred for that. They're very true what you're saying, and and sometimes that repeated fit, that fitness levels they get from that are, are instrumental to doing well in the long distance races. But you can't. Yeah. You have to do it incrementally. Mm. But without that fitness in the yeah. early races, because some people. Um, with a long race, because I'm, I'm, I haven't raced long races, right? I don't know much about it. But um, some people hold their long distance birds off. Yeah. I don't send them much, and then they send them to maybe a 300 mile and a, maybe a 400, and they jump them straight to 600. Now, That's right. Yeah. My view is that my view is that perhaps they're not getting the fitness they need just to do that nowadays with. Maybe that they could do that with the old Australian families, but I don't know anything about this. But mm. what's your view, Angelo, on that? I think uh, I, I think the birds can do it if you have got the the good hard day birds yeah. and your good long distance pigeons. I know a lot of good yeah. uh, long distance flies that do that. They exactly what you just said. They'll they'll race yeah. their team uh, the the early ones ten races straight, and the old yeah. and the long distance birds. They don't race them as hard. They'll, they keep them fresh, uh, you know, and, and they'll do exactly what you said. They'll give them two, three races, and then they'll go yeah. bang straight Jump into the... Up. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, they, they obviously know what they're doing. It's just, um, it's, it's funny, isn't it, the different methods of, mm. you know... Well, everybody does things differently. Races, yeah, everybody does things differently. But yeah, um, sure. what we were ringing you for um, to get your advice on is I've had a lot of people coming to, the, to get their um, droppings analysed by the microscope at my place lately, and we've been getting this problem. First, well, I'll tell you the symptoms. The air in the crop, watery droppings, birds losing weight, and it's not only happening with race birds, it's also happening with breeders as well now. Yeah, so I've seen a bit of that this year too. Now, um, so it, it's some, something, the air in the crop is a marker for gizzard overload. Now... Aaron, so in the in the pigeon or in the bird, you've got or seed eating bird, you've got the crop. Do you know what that does, Ivan? What's the crop for? Well, the crop is to digest their food and pass it through their digestive system. Yeah, no, the crop is it doesn't digest; it's a storage organ, right? Yeah. So that's the, the crop is up on the neck, right? Yes. So, um, yeah, so that's the right answer, uh, Ivan, because now I can get to explain to everyone. Yeah. Right, because you are usually very smart at this, mate. Thank you. He's got a good teacher, Rob. He's got a good teacher. Yeah, I've got a good teacher, yeah. That's good. So um, so the crop, um, where is the crop? Where is it? So I'll just do an anatomy lesson because I think it's really important. 
Um, mm. Then you can understand what's going on. Yeah. Do you think, Ivan? Will yeah, I, do I that, think so. Or? I think so. Yeah, because people yeah. haven't experienced this problem before. No. So the crop is in the neck, isn't it? Correct. Yeah. So you're feeling down the neck towards the breast, where it, yes. the neck goes into the breast yes. muscle, right? Yes. And then when you get air in the crop, you can feel it like a little balloon, can't you? Correct. And yeah, and you yeah. just give it a little squeeze, and it'll it'll you'll it'll come out of out of the mouth of the bird. Yeah, but yeah, but, and but it's a very subtle thing. That's during the advanced stages that you're seeing, right? Yeah. And then sometimes you'll feel the crop and have water in it, won't it? Yes, correct. The exactly. Crop, isn't yes, it? yes. Yeah, yeah. So you got the gas in the crop, but there's different levels of gas that you get in the crop. And that's really helpful um, to determine a bit about the fitness of the bird as well. If mm. you've got gas in a crop, like a little bit of gas there, that's bad, right? Yes. Because it may, it, it was a race bird, you never send that bird, right? No. So, because um, it won't get back. Now, so you've got a symptom of the gas in the crop. Now, what you've got is you've got the crop which stores the food, then the food goes from, because um, birds eat twice daily in the wild to protect them from predators so they don't have to get to eat all day, right? Yeah. They have a crop which stores the food, stores right? It, yeah. And then, then, then the food empties out of the crop during the day, and it's empty by the night, so they have to fill it up again, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's how they um, get the sustained energy from food during the whole day because yeah. they've you know a high metabolic rate. They need energy all the day. Yeah. So, um, so you got the crop. The crop then goes into the stomach, which is like our stomach, the acid stomach. Yes. The acid then break down the protein, but they also break down minerals, right? For example, you need that acid to break down the calcium carbonate or the calcium other salts into calcium, which is absorbable. So yeah. you know how you got calcium carbonate, which is like in shells? Yeah. Um, that then, the acid breaks that down so you get calcium ions and the other ones, right? The calcium is has to be in a smallest, a pure form to get absorbed in the intestine, yeah. right? So yeah. it goes... Right, now you've got the, that's the stomach, right? So yeah. then from the stomach, the food, in the seed in there is softened and it's um, got acid in it and that soft seed, it goes in the gizzard and the gizzard grinds the seed up, right? Yeah. It's more particle size. And then from this, uh, it has to be small enough particle size to move into the intestine and then get absorbed that's into right. the body yeah. as nutrients, right? Yeah. So um, what happens is that you give grit... Um, there's a lot of theories, right? So, um, shell grit, and then you've got a different sort of grit, which is like the um, brick, a red brick, or you know, yeah, that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. you got shell grit, and you've got other stuff, haven't you? Yes, that's right. And they're little, little stony type. And, and they put a bit of charcoal in it as well. Yeah, so, so what you've got is you, and they believe that by giving a little bit of stones, you know, like the little bits of tile or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah. It helps the gizzard grind the food. That, now, that's what they say, yes. True. It's I, not. I think all it is, it's, it's, it, they've got this mineral source. So if they're eating a bit of red in the wild, so they're a wild pigeon, they pick up a bit of ironstone, right? Mm -hmm. That goes into the gizzard. Because it's so hard, it, it can't leave out of it. It sits there, but it gets it dissolved over time, mm. and it, it leaches out the minerals for the bird, you see. Mm, mm. So it's a sustained source of minerals, same as shell grit. The shell grit is there because it takes time to break it down, yeah. and then they get a sustained level of minerals, right? Yeah. So what happens, um, 
what happens with this, if you've got the gizzard, because the gizzard is called the pacemaker, I hope it's not too much uh, in detail, no. but the gizzard um, determines how quickly the crop empties, right? Yeah. Because if the gizzard is going slowly, there's no room for the food to move through because it's not digesting food, yeah. right? So then the, the, um, the food stays in the crop, but also you, you get fermentation in the crop, and okay. that's what the gas is, right? Right. So the, and the fermentation is often related to a bacteria, but it can be related just to the fermentation of um, polysaccharides, you know, like, you know, part of the, part of the grain, right, which yeah. ferments, right? Yeah. And so that, that, that then, so that, then you get the gas in the crop, but the crop, gas in the crop is a symptom, and only a symptom of the gizzard not emptying quickly enough and it's not emptying quickly enough because it's usually filled with grit. And the reason That's it's filled right. with grit is because that bird has got a mineral deficiency. Mm. Do you understand? Yes. So, so in a racing pigeon, for example, the bird that is symptomatic of a bird that has probably got respiratory disease because it, it's got electrolyte imbalance because yeah. when it's flying. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. So then it's... It, then it's looking for minerals to balance its electrolytes out, but it overgorges on grit, grit yeah. then blocks, blocks the gizzard and causes this gas-forming bacteria. Yeah. And, and so that, that's a toxic bacteria as well, which makes the muscles sore, right, or weak. Yes. So, that, all right, so that's in the racing pigeon. In the breeding pigeon, it's a sign that the... So in the breeding, a little bit different in terms of... Um, you have to see if the crop gases in females or males, right? So mm. if it's in a female, mm. it means it means um, that the the ovaries are dysfunctioning in that female, right? Oh, okay. Which means, so you you know when uh, a day, two days before the female's going to lay an egg, she goes and speaks that mineral powder. She eats a lot of mineral yes, powder. Have you yes, seen that? Yes, yeah. I have, yes. Yeah. So that happens two days before she's about to lay an egg because uh, the body tells her, you know, I've got an eggshell to produce. I, I haven't got enough calcium. I need more calcium, so they eat it, right? Yeah. So, um, if if you haven't got had calcium minerals there, or that bird's got a calcium deficiency, it will overgorge on the grit. That's right. And that's why you'll get the gas there, right? Okay. Now, but if it's a male, right? So yep. this, with those birds that you've been talking about, are they males or females? Well, the one the one that I um took a sample on uh, Saturday, it was, was a, a hen bird. and yeah, uh, that one. So but, that the, but the one I've had previously from the race teams that the, that the patient brought in was uh, uh, male birds, cock birds. Yeah, so with the race birds, it can be males and females. With the stock birds, it's usually a female, you mm, see. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense, yeah. Yeah, so what, what it means is that with a stock bird, it means that you've got you haven't provided those birds with minerals in the off season, or you've got a problem, an infection in the gut, which mm. is affecting the absorption of that, or that you've got a stock loft that's not getting direct sunlight. Okay. So you've got a vitamin, you've got a vitamin D deficiency. Vitamin D deficiency. Which, which, yeah. So if you've got a vitamin D deficiency, the bird won't be able to absorb the calcium no matter how much calcium you give, right? Yeah. So with those birds, you, with that, you have to ask guys, well, 
give me a picture of your stock loft, right? Yeah. And if, if, if it's dark, right, and they've not got a flight out the front, it could be vitamin D deficiency, especially with the view of the fact that we've had all this bad weather this year. Yes. Not enough sun. And that's, where, it's, it? that's where the problem in a lot of fanciers that come to, come to me, that's where it escalates. When we've had this heavy rain and storms and these dark clouds, that's where the, yes. this problem escalates. Yeah, and it's escalating for another reason, because the birds aren't, aren't coming into proper breeding condition, the females, because they haven't, it's cold, right, uh. and it's cloudy, and their brain is getting confused because we haven't yeah. had a spring, yeah. right? Yeah, and, um, and so they'll get confused, and if they're confused, the ovary will say, look, I want to lay an egg, but they don't lay an egg. So this is where mm. you get some birds... Who uh-huh. sit, you know, get soft belly and just sit on the nest, but they never lay an egg. Yes, do you understand? Yep. Yeah. So, um, and so they're the ones that you have to put in the sunshine, so a lot of sun, yep. and then you give them mineral powders or else, or or liquid calcium in the drinking water. Yes. Yeah, but you have to treat this gas. But if they got the gas, you have to treat that with, you know, metrosol or. Um, the same drug as that, dimetrodazole, yeah. 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 So, um, and then you give them, um, yeah, the liquid calcium. They'll get better, but um, yeah, but it, it's really a management problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, it is. No, thank, thanks for explaining that because a lot of people don't know. Now, the other question I got from another fancier was that the birds were also over indulging in water. They were drinking a lot of water. Yeah, so that's the same thing. They've got a gizzard block. That's an advance on the gas, right? Mm. So that means that they've still got a gizzard blockage from the grid, yeah. but it's blocked, and they're trying to unblock it by drinking water to flush it uh, through. Ah, I see. And, and that's when you get the sour crop, right? Yeah. Now that's You know, they, they die from that, so they you do. have to be careful. Yeah, yeah. That's where the, tra- the treatment for that is a crop needle and hand mixture just to try to unblock it and yeah. also tablets. As well, yeah, yeah. I think right. Joe Angelino has one more question for you. You got any questions for Rob there? With um, actually, I haven't just uh, checked my birds, and um, one of them, look, I, th- I put a couple of youngsters in the race race loft with the race birds, and Ivan's been checking my birds, and they haven't had no worms. So um, he noticed a worm in my in the droppings. It was a tapeworm. So um, if the race birds do have it. Like I've got a race on Thursday, so um, like so I've still got a couple of days. Would I still be able to? Uh, is it going to affect their form if I give them uh, like a tablet, worming tablet? Or it depends on what it is. You can't give levamisole based, right? So um, you get one um, that had a tapeworm t- treatment prasiquantel in it, but um, I'd put it in the drinking water. Yeah, that's right? what I was going to do. Um, yeah. Yeah, what what sort of uh, tapeworm treatment do you have? What have you got? What what, what, what I just uh, what, I, I've I've got some moxidexin there. I've got some of yeah, that so stuff. You have to you have to use moxidexin plus. Yeah, you got to use the strong one. I'll just put I'll put a plus on it with a texto. Is that alright? <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. Yeah, yeah moxidexin won't get tapeworms. You have to have a moxidexin oh, and okay. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. so mm, you yeah. yeah, I understand. Yeah, you don't have any either. No, I don't have any here, no. Okay. No, you got... That's, that's what GT Wormer is. GT Wormer, yeah. Yeah, okay. exactly yeah. that. 
yeah. Thank you for that. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so no, no, that won't that won't affect form. It actually lifts form. It yeah. will, yeah, and it boosts their immune system as well. So what's that? Is that the, ta- the tablets? No, it's a liquid. That oh, a liquid cells. one. Yeah, yeah. Wormer, yeah. Yeah. See. I'll... Yeah, that. that yeah. So yeah, you don't recommend right. the tablets? So I've got tablets. No, because tablets are levomycin. Yeah. No, you can't use tablets. That will put this. You have to give those ten days before the race. Ten gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Oh well, yeah. lucky I asked yeah. the question. Yeah. Like who I asked. Yeah. No. All right, mate. Hey, All listen, right. let me just say one more thing, Rob. I just want to yes. thank, on behalf of um, the fanciers here in, uh, in Melbourne, we want to thank you for teaching this man here, Ivan, how to uh, use the, you know, test the birds and all that for us. He's done such a great job. And, I mean, I don't know, what's your thoughts? Has he been doing a good job, Rob? <laughs> yeah, Ivan is a really good person, right? And um, he's he's he's... So good for the fancy, but he. But people don't realise how clever Ivan is, right? So um, it's very hard to to know what you're looking at. But he's picked it up very well. It's taken yeah. about two years for us to teach him, um, but it's a, it's not easy, right? And it's full of. Uh, it's not black and white. So and also, the main thing is to ask the fancy the questions, right? So it's, it's not just looking at the microscope, it's looking, it's asking all the questions, handling the birds, right? And the good thing is that with pigeon fanciers, they've got intimate knowledge about their birds and that's, and based on that knowledge that they have from observation, uh, it helps Ivan, it helps me understand what's going on. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just fantastic. And um, I wish he was in Sydney, and there's only re- one reason I want him to be in Sydney. <laughs> Why was that, Rob? That, to play his accordion. Oh, you want oh. me to play the accordion? Hey. Rob loves the accordion. Yes, though. yes, yeah. I've got an accordion at home, and he played it, and my missus loved it. Uh, yeah, and I, I just want to hear him sing and play the accordion. and be bloody Well, why don't you come down? That's an invitation for you to come down, which we are going to have you down here. <laughs> Yeah. Ivan and I have been talking. Yeah, no, if, if, he, if Ivan would sing and do accordion, I'd come down. Listen, sure. I'll even throw money and he might even take his shirt off. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a, a joke, yeah? Okay, guys. All right, Rob. Right, thanks hey, very have much. A good, have a good night. Have a good day, mate. See ya. Yeah. See ya, mate. Bye. Bye, Bye buddy. 88.3 Southern FM. On air and online via the free Community Radio Plus app. Download it now from the App Store or Google Play. For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. 
We also have live poultry sales. Taramid stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340-551. Southern FM sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons' inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor Pigeon Racing Victoria presents the Victoria Cup 2023. With a guaranteed first prize of $100,000, Australia's biggest race is on again, this time from Cobar, New South Wales. Sign up now for the Victoria Cup. It's on Sunday the 24th of September 2023. Rings are $100 each with one free ring for every 10 purchased. For details, visit pigeonracingvictoria.com. Southern FM Sponsor. Like shocks shooting through your body. This is how some people describe their shingles pain. While in most cases it resolves on its own and most people recover fully, complications of shingles can impact your life and daily activities. Up to 99.5% of older adults already have the virus that can cause shingles. Shingles is most common in people 50 years and older. And up to one in three people risk developing shingles in their lifetime. So talk to your doctor about shingles today. What you hear on Community Radio is governed by the Community Broadcasting Codes of Practice. The Codes of Practice cover matters relating to program content that are of concern to the community, including local content, news, current affairs, Australian music content, programs for children, and the responsibilities associated with broadcasting to the community. They also cover aspects such as community access and participation in the operation of this service. Copies of the codes are available from the Community Broadcasting Association website www.cbaa.org.au Sounds Good with Donna DeMayo on 88.3 Southern FM is on every Tuesday at 6pm. It's filled with an assortment of interviews talking entertainment, film, fashion, food, travel, live theatre and of course I'll be playing some of my favourite tunes. Looking forward to a chat. Each Tuesday at 6pm on 88.3 Southern FM. And right now we have to break for the Southern FM National Radio News and we'll be back after the news with more exciting stuff here on Pigeon Radio Australia. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Stop the pigeon, 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 how? Jab him, jab him, jab him. Stop that pigeon now! 
You're tuned to 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, and you're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia at pigeonmedia.com.au. And Southern FM website, check it out, is southernfm.com.au. On the line for Pigeon Radio Australia, we have a Western Pigeon Federation flyer who won the uh, race from Broken Hill. He actually uh, got two birds. He got first and second, first fed and second fed from 400 miles. And I'm talking that none other than David Marley. And I'd just like to mention that David didn't race pigeons for a few years and he's come back into it and he's had some amazing results in the 2022 season. Welcome to Pigeon Radio Australia, David. How are you going? And congratulations, mate. Oh, how are you, guys? How are you, Tony? Good, good. Yeah, good, mate. Good. Now, we've got a few questions to ask you. And um, what were these birds that you clocked? What bloodlines were they, mate? Um, well, uh, the two together that I that I clocked were um, uh, Adrian Matali, uh across Big Borgs, uh, both of them. Yeah. Mm. So, um, and and, and uh, the next day, we had another race. Yeah. And I think I finished sixth in yeah. that race, I think, and that was the sister of the Fed winner also, so... Now, listen, David, you haven't yeah. raced... How many years haven't you raced for? And you've come back into it this year. Um, well, I started racing in uh, in 88. Yeah. I was, I was 17. Yeah. And, um, uh, well, obviously, my, well, my dad, um, I couldn't drive, so dad gave me a hand. Yeah. And, yeah, so I started in 88 and off and on... Raced for about nine years and finished in 2000. All right, so, so you haven't raced for like 20 years. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, so it was like an apprenticeship. Yeah, that was an apprenticeship, mate, and I think you finished it really well because you come back in 2022 and you're absolutely blitzing it. You, you've, you've had birds nearly every week in the top ten. Yeah, well, I'm surprised myself. Like, um, I didn't expect uh, the pigeons to fly this well. Oh, mate, but, you've been um, doing really but good. But, yeah, they, they, they just stayed, um, they stayed in form. Yeah. So, uh, but I guess uh, each year's different, I guess. Maybe next year down, down the bottom. No, I knows? don't think so, mate. <laughs> you're, whatever you're doing, you're doing it right, mate. Yeah, yeah well, um, yeah, the birds are happy, I guess, and uh, in good condition, so... I just take a week by they week. Are. Your birds yeah. are in very good condition. I put them through a couple of times at the fed rooms, and I can say that they were in magnificent condition. All credit to you, mate, the way you treat your birds and the way you look after them. Yeah, yeah, well, um, th- that's a big part of uh, of my thing. I've got to, uh, look, I concentrate on, on my pigeons because um, I learned that off my dad, actually, because before the pigeons, we had uh, racehorses. Oh. And um, uh, dad always... When he when he took his horse to the races, they were in fantastic condition, mm. like they're shiny and mm. brush their manes and all that. Yeah. And I sort of learned that off him. And Dad saw, yeah, Dad's always taught me like if you're, you're going to do something, do it properly, you know. So exactly with the pigeons, I concentrate on their feathering, make sure they're silky and shiny yeah. and all that. And yeah, I try just try my best. Yep. No, you're doing yeah. very well, mate. Good. All credit to you. Fair income. Yep. Uh, c- yep. Congratulations to your great season. You've had a great season. No, really. thanks. Anyway, thanks, yeah. Dave, this is yep. Joe, mate. Just want to say well, congratulations on your win. And um, look, I want to start with uh, saying, you know, how, how did you get into racing pigeons? Well, um, like, I, like I was telling Ivan, uh, we had horses before the 
before the pigeons. Yes. And uh, there was a guy named Arthur Mangin. He used to shoe our horses. Okay. Um, he was is in the rock bank now. I think he, I think he used to race in Maystone. I think yeah. before. That's right. And yeah, so um, he gave me a couple of pairs of birds. And when, once we sort of got out of the horses, we said we want to race uh, our racing pigeons. And yeah, so we um, got birds from everywhere here and there. And yes, uh, at the age of seventeen, in eighty eight, I started. Yeah, and um, yeah, I was wrapped because I, I won five club races that year, and uh, Momo was on the trophies. So, so it made, uh, made my you, you've got a, it, you've good. definitely got a gift, mate. You've got a gift. Yeah, well, um, uh, oh, not a gift. I just say, yeah, I just take um, I put percent in there uh, in what I do, sort of thing. Like, um, yeah, and I just uh, look after the birds. You must have a good, can, you must have a good marriage then. <laughs> Sorry, you must have a good marriage. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, she, she, my missus helps out, I guess. I'm saying putting 110 percent of everything in everything. You know what I mean? You must have a really good marriage. <laughs> nah, nah, all jokes, uh, all jokes. Very but, funny, uh, Joe. <laughs> yeah. So, so listen, these. Um, so you've you've just got back into racing. How did you like? You know, it's after 20 years or so. How did you? So who did you go see about you know how you know feeding and and training? You know, like it's who uh, who, did you, who helped you out? I look, I look really well. I had notes um, from because I, I used to, when I used to get race years ago. I, I used to visit a guy Colin Hawk in South Australia. Okay, and um, uh, he sort of uh, read a few notes down, like sort of trying to get me um, oh, cool. to improve because I, I done I done a lot of mistakes. Back in the day, like when I used to race, it was it was hard. It was very hard. Look, look, I um try to stay try to stay consistent back back then. Oh, I, I couldn't I couldn't sort of work it out. And he sort of uh, gave me some notes and tips, like what to do. And look, and then like, like in '99 when I was runners up runners up in the Fed average. Yes. And yeah, and I followed up those notes back then till now, and it's still there. Uh, and it works. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. That's good, and, mate. The main thing is be patient, mate. Have, you, you've got to be patient with the pigeons. Your time will come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be True. patient. Like toss, um, uh, a less toss is better than a, an extra toss. Like because um, Colin used to tell me, like, uh, don't follow your mates and all that. You know, like if you're tossing your birds and you and the birds are right, you can lose your team. You can lose half of your half of your half of your birds, yeah, and, and you can't bring, and you can't bring that back. You're spot so on. So better uh, take a step back. You know, advise your pigeons and just do everything slowly, you know. And, yeah, and, yeah, that's, that's more or less what I do. Just, um, you know, I feed well. I don't sort of um, sort of underfill. I, I, I sort of uh, feed them as much as they want. But then I'll, uh, I'll just toss the pigeons sort of a bit harder. Well, that's yeah. what I, well, that was my next question. You coming back into the sport. So how did, how did you feed your pigeons and train your pigeons this year? What did you do, like? Oh, look, I, I just sort of um, gradually toss them uh, in stages, like uh, 10Ks, mm-hmm. 30Ks and 40Ks. Yep. But um, once I know the uh, races have just uh, around the corner, they're, they're going to get their two tosses a week and they've got to do at least 100Ks, yeah? Mm-hmm. At least, yep, yep. But um, I, I don't back off the feed. They're, I feed them as much as they want. Okay. Yep. Yeah, okay. train hard and feed good. What? That's spot on, spot on. 
I think yep. that's yeah, yep. that's that's the key, mate. Yep. Exactly. If you train hard, you gotta gotta feed hard. Feed yeah, you gotta feed well. Oh, yeah, feed well. No, exactly, you know? exactly. Spot, because um, spot on. look, a year like this, I've never experienced. So the race is hard, it, race after race. And if I didn't look after him with that feed, I'll probably look uh, conked out half the season. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because the velocities have been so low. It's oh. unbelievable. I've never seen, well, I've never experienced a, or heard of a, a season like this. Yeah, uh, it's just bloody uh, yeah, hard race after hard race. So, this, so they, they need energy, yeah? This is, you can ask anyone and you <laughs> have. This season's just been... Well, we spoke to Rob Marshall before and even he said the same. He said the same, yeah. He said it in... Um, in Sydney. In Sydney, he said it's the same mm. over here. Everyone's uh, the racing's been hard every week. Every week. There you go. Yep. You know. Yep. Yep. So when, um, yeah. So obviously they they've got to get that energy from somewhere, I guess. Especially if you're going to race them every fortnight or whatever. Like you got to have the birds out. Exactly. Yeah. Mate. Yep. Exactly. Yep. So, yeah. You know. You know. Um, in the short races, do you let your birds out for a fly? Before the, you know the day of basketball or not? In the shorter races. Uh, in the shorter races, yeah. uh, no, they stay in. Yes, smart. And Very smart. on the Thursdays, yeah. uh, they I'll give them a, I'll let them out in the morning. Okay. Yep, yep, let them yeah. out in the morning. Yeah, that's it. And yeah, then Friday, so, just let yeah, them just, just their to stretch their wings. Yeah. And, yep. and what yep. feed were you using this year? Sorry. What feed were you using this year? Uh, McKay's. Okay. McKay's, and I add peas. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, I add. I add. I'll give them a lot of peas because. In Australia, we raise birds that are about five to six months old, right? Correct. And they're still growing, you know, inside inside That's their true. bodies. Yep. And I, I like giving the peas the protein, just to, you know, just all the fix all the, and sort of uh, help them grow. Well, while we're working them, uh, the, the extra peas sort of helps them inside, inside their bodies. Yes. So, yeah, so, yep. Peas and mix. I love the yep. way you think, mate, and that's good. Very good for yep. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, very yep. good. Exactly. Smart yeah. Thinking, Dave. Yeah. So you know when you um this year, did you separate your hens and cocks or towards the end, or, or have they uh, been nah, all together? No, that's a must from the beginning. Zero tolerance for cocks, mate. Okay. So can we, so <laughs> fair enough. So would you? Yeah. So hey, let's say what would your ratio? What would your ratio be for the hens and cocks? Like when you breed. Uh, oh well, this year I had. 80 cocks, but they drive me mad. They drive, because then, um, yeah. because we didn't waste last year. Yeah. I didn't colour any. I kept them all. Yeah. So, uh, and ended up with them um, with 80 cock birds. Yep. And believe me, they drive me bloody crazy, mate. All crowing and oh god, how do I do this? Oh, Dave, you're right. Bloody you're hell. right. Especially my, my missus thought I bought an extra bloody 50 pair of cock birds. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah, they drive me mad oh, under the carport, yeah. in the bloody driveway, <laughs> on the floor. They're, they're mucking around everywhere. True, but but um, uh, but they they didn't let me down. Yeah, I clocked them. Hey. They done they done very well. The cockbirds, yeah. Especially yeah. the two year olds yeah. and that. I, I, I just I train them that little bit extra harder, you know, so they don't muck around. Exactly. You know? Yep, but, yep, yeah. But look, I really prefer hens. Just just to be honest. Yeah? Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Why the hens is because they can go all the way yeah, up to the six, I guess. Exactly. You know? So yeah, just uh, a bit of you got peace of mind that you're gonna sort of uh, clock. clock well, you know, as from, you know, David, from start to finish, you, you do get a good cock that you can, you can clock in the you know five and a six, but most likely you get the hens. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. There are good cockbirds out there. You clock the them five, six, seven, whatever. But um, I think the average, if you work it out. It's more hens. Well, I, I, we had a mate from Belgium on the radio and he said, 
to produce a pigeon, you need a hen and a cock. And he said, how are you going to know if you've got a good cock and a good hen if you don't raise both? Exactly. Yep. Mm. Yep. That's true. That's true. And that is true, yeah. So I guess so you need both sexes, I you guess, know, to race. Uh, well, the, sh- the results show that, yeah. When when people clock the pigeons, you see more hens and cocks. That's, yep. You know what yep. I mean? That's yep. why that's the right, ratio, yeah. that's and, why they, uh, a lot of and, people And, if I, and if I want to clock a cock bird, uh, stock a cock bird, I'll just pull them out. We'll pull them out of the race. Yeah, box. that's it. Exactly, yeah. Oh, especially yeah. if one does yep. does well. You know, you think, oh, yeah, okay. Exactly, you know, yep, yep. You can yep. come out, yeah. especially if the stock birds are getting old. Do you Coming to now... Medication, how often would you medicate your race team? Uh, I sort of give them once a month, they'll, they'll get their medication. Mm-hmm. But um, let's not like, um, for whatever, Doxy T or Turbosol or whatever. Uh, but if I see they need something, uh, if I see them sort of not right or whatever, I'll probably, it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't bother me if I have to give them uh, a week, week by week um, treatment. It wouldn't, wouldn't fuss me at all. Yeah. Before you, but, medi- um, before no, you... I, I try to back it off at least a month. Yeah. So before yeah. you medicate or anything, do you get your birds tested? Uh, no. No, I, no testing. I remember no. many years ago, I, Dave. I've came... done it last year, but yeah. no, not this year. I remember many years ago, Dave, when when I raced uh, when you when I raced with you, you uh, Sunshine we, Club, we, we raced young birds. I think it was young birds or something. Or anyway, yeah, in the Sunshine Club, and you had. And you, you're flying well, but then you dropped. And when you got your birds tested from Felix, I remember you, uh, they said you had worms. And you said, I remember you saying this. Always, I'll always remember this. He goes, I'm always going to get me birds checked every fortnight. Remember that or not? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, that was in 99. Yeah. That was in yeah. 99, I think. Yeah, 99. Really? He goes, I'm always going to get me birds checked. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I, can tell yeah. You, I can tell you the microscope doesn't lie and you can't, you, you have, we, we're not supermen. We haven't got X-ray vision so we can see what's going on. You know what I mean? So Exactly. It is a exactly. good idea to get them tested if you can at least once a month. And, and who checks them these days? Like, um, I don't know. Ivan Fonte, he's, he's got everything. He, oh, Rob okay. Marshall's taught him it. He's done two years with Rob Marshall, and he's, oh, okay. he does it from his place. Yeah, I Come do it and from give my him. place, and if I can't diagnose it myself, then I just ring Rob, and he has a look uh, over the internet. He has a look at the droppings, and um, he diagnoses it. But usually I can, I can tell what's going on. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, well, I, I didn't even know. Yeah, well, I've yeah. Got, I'm, I'm quite grateful to Rob because he, he sent me a microscope, a really, really good veterinary microscope that he sent me, and he gave it to me. Yeah. And uh, I used that microscope, which was in his surgery in Sydney, and he sent yeah. that down to me. And so I've got a very, very good microscope, and, uh, yeah, I can get all the medications and that through Rob. It's all properly done, registered, and, and the medication comes in your name and everything like that, yeah. Oh, that's awesome, Ivan. Yep. Dr. Ivan Fonte. (laughs) No. Well, now that you know, maybe next year, come and see him when you, you know, now that you know, for next year or something. I'll put it up on the screen so what I'm looking at, you can see yourself. Yeah, I've got got it connected to the computer. I've got a proper camera that connects to the computer and you can see on the screen yourself if there's something going on. So you can have a look at it also, yeah? Fantastic, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Well, it's uh, it's handy. Yep, and no, it sure there's nothing better than sending your and birds. I'm, I'm very happy mate. this year because most of the people that come here and got their birds tested, uh, they've pretty much done all right after they've had their birds tested. So I'm pretty happy with that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, hey, Dave. Yeah. Now, do no, you? That's awesome, Ivan. 
Dave, do you use uh, any natural products like uh, garlic, honey, apple cider vinegar? Do you, need, do you use any of that or not really? Um, I, yeah, I use apple cider vinegar um, from when they're squeakers till once after they're malted. Uh, once they're malted. After malting, um, I don't use nothing else. No, I, I just I take away the apple cider vinegar. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't use garlic. Yeah. Or I don't put nothing in the feed. Mm-hmm. Nothing at all. I just reckon it, uh, you're just sticking dust to your food. So you just give them straight water, nothing else in the water. Uh, they'll they'll get their vitamins, uh, vitamins, or um, if they need their medication. Yeah. But I don't I don't put nothing in their feed because um, you start putting sticky stuff in their food, all you're doing is sticking dust mm. onto their feed. So mm. I, I I disregard anything anything in their food. So yeah. how do you get them? How do you get them? How do you get those birds so good condition wise, mate? Because I've handled your pigeons. Your pigeons are fantastic. It's good food. A lot of food. I believe in the feed. Yep. Mm. It's food. Yep. There you go. Food, you go. food and and uh, the most important thing I reckon, which I reckon is, very, I reckon is the loft. Yeah. They've got to have a cozy loft. So your loft is facing what direction? Uh, northeast. So you're getting the morning sunlight in the loft, so they get plenty of vitamin yeah, yeah. D. Yeah. Yeah. And, and plus there's two aviaries in the front, so they get, they're get they acting in the fresh sun. Air, they're in the sun. Beautiful. Yeah. That's what it is. And, but it, it's very deep. See, my, my loft's five metres deep. Yeah. So they're very secure. You know, they're quiet. They're healthy, uh, happy in there. You know, the, the loft's all lined. Mm. And yeah, I, I reckon, I reckon, I reckon even before, if a new starter wants to start pigeons before buying birds, I reckon get the loft right. Yeah, yeah. Before doing anything, yeah, 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 yeah. Doing Dave, anything else. Don't jump, don't jump the gun, mate. That's one of the questions I'm going to ask. Oh, okay. All right. so, <laughs> settle down, buddy. You're taking away, <laughs> mind, like. taking away my glory. Yeah, relax, Max. Uh, okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah. How many questions you got, by the way? Oh, another three or four. Is that all right? Uh, that's all right. Okay. Um, You're doing well, mate. Keep it up. <laughs> um, so, how would you describe a fit pigeon, Dave? Um, I've got no idea. Okay. <laughs> That's no, honest. No, because I, I treat everything. I, what, what my thing, my my theory is, I don't like um sort of uh, aim to get one fit pigeon. I try to do it as a flock. Yes, you want so, them all fit. Yeah, I want the whole lot. Mm. Right. So what I do, so my goal is get your team right, and then what's ready to go to the race, just put them in. That's fair call. Fair call. That's yeah. honest. That's easy. An honest. It's easy. Honest and fair call. Now, listen, yeah. let me ask you, you, you've raced, what was your most memorable moment in pigeon racing? Uh, it'll have to be my first fed winner. Yeah. In, yeah, yeah. Well, when I won, it was in the National, I think. In there, uh, it was a cogbird for one of them all year. The first fed winner, I guess. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Tell and us a little bit about that. Six second feds. I was like, oh, gee, I bloody, I strike one finally. So, uh, yeah. That's we'll have awesome. to have my first one, yeah. first win. You never forget that, see? No, no, exactly. Yep, 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 yeah. So, okay, uh, where do you see pigeon racing in ten years, Dave? Um, oh, it's a tricky one. I don't know. Like, um, look, pigeon racing's it's um, look the, the way the way it's promoted is fantastic with you guys on the radio and all that. But thank you. With a bit more, oh, look, I, I reckon if um, if uh, if it was more on TV, because yeah, yeah, these kids these days are always watching TV and stuff. 
Always on, you know, always on yeah, the computers, yeah. 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 Mm. And if it was if there was more shows like sort of on TV or or even the Fedrooms, if it's more family orientated. Yes. That's and, that's how the VPO is, family yeah, orientated. And the parents bring their children. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, and bang, mate, they're hooked straight away. Straight away. All, all you gotta do is get these kids to handle a few birds, you know, or do some penciling or whatever. They, they, they've caught the bug. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. If you take yep. five kids there and two or three of them get that bug, bingo. No, exactly, yes. Bingo. Yes, look, look, when I went to Malta and for a small country, these clubs with 200 members, right, I, I used to go there and you see the, you know, the parents all bringing their children and all that and then they, they take it on, the kids, yeah. and their kids' How kids take it on. It's just them. Yeah, you need you need sort of. Um, well, let me ask you something, Dave. Why don't you think it's gr- it's growing here in Australia? Why isn't pigeon racing getting bigger? It, it What's isn't. your opinion? What's your opinion? Why is, uh, why don't I, we I have so reckon, many members? I, I why, reckon, uh, sorry. Why don't we have so many members like all the other countries? Why? I reckon it's the way how the federations are run. Mm, to be honest, okay. It's yeah. I don't know. You're right on the money, it, buddy. You're right yeah, on the money. There's sort of a. Uh, Instead of being split, they should be all together. They should be together. They should be all together, yeah? Is that what you say? Maybe? Like, oh, no, just you just need more with a Frederick. Yeah, you need Fred rooms with them, you know, a, a canteen in there, a bar, a bigger yeah. table. Yeah, you're right. You know, so, you're right. so you can spend some hours there, not put your, you put your birds in and everyone's racing up home. Make, make it more right. homely. Make it more homely and more homely, yeah. more family yeah. friendly. Bring your wife, bring your kids. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Oh, mate, even the off season. You know, the, the fed rooms are shut. Yeah, you know, that's it right. should be open, mate. It'll, Correct. It'll be a nice day. Well, uh, uh, that's an open day. Well, this is yeah. what Joe Mickle used to say all the time. He's Joe right. Mickle that's what they do in Malta. They do it all over Europe. Exactly. The fed rooms are open, you know, all year round, not just bloody racing season. Exactly. Yeah. And we yeah. need we need but to adopt that. Right, we need to adopt that. We need social club as well as as as, as federation. Correct. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. Correct. Yep. What do you think, Tony? Yep. What do you think? Uh, should agree. be more. I agree with that. In Malta, is it like that in Malta? Yeah. They, they, they should do things here. Yeah, they don't, do they? No, no. they're against that. <laughs> you know, even even here, like um, I don't know if they present trophies anymore. Like overseas, you get a trophy from bloody. From first place to twelfth place. Yeah, yeah. Like here, they call them dust collectors. How, no, how is the new no. flyer? He, he, you know, happens to win a club race and yeah. he gets no trophy. You're right. So how's going to continue? Well, as, as we know, exactly. yeah, you're clocking two beds, right? The second bed, you don't even get a certificate for it. Nothing. Oh, no. Yeah, That's so it's no, yeah. Sort of no recognition, right? right? So, so yeah. anyway, why we're clocking the bed for? That's quite you're scraping shit all year. That's the <laughs> No, he's right. You're right. You're right. You're right. And and you don't get no no trophy or anything. Bloody hell! Well, <laughs> I was, I was a young kid. You were you were in, you you were in to sell that pigeon. You got nothing to show. Yeah, that's you correct. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. listen yeah. now, David, you were involved with the horse racing. Tell yeah, me, the, dad tell was, me yeah. the difference between. Well, you were there with your dad. Tell yeah, me yeah, the difference. Yeah. Tell me the difference between the clubs in the horse racing and the pigeon racing. Most big difference. Yeah, there is. Yeah, because they with the horses. We, there was some no, no, no clubs, yeah. Um you're just sort of doing it on your own. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there, there is difference in in that sense. Yeah. Yeah, but the, yeah, but the yeah. racing community is more in the horses. I found because I've I've got, I know people that race horses and also race pigeons. And when you go with them to the horses, right? 
the racehorsing community, I'll use this word, is more respectful. And they're friendly. Oh, oh, yes. And they're, yes. Mm. Yes. And yes. they're much yes. more friendly. Yes. The people yeah. are very friendly and they invite. If somebody, if a novice goes to a horse racing person and wants yes. to find out about what they're doing, they're very inviting and, and, and they'll fill you in on what's going on. So here, oh, yes, for sure. So yep. here, yep. sometimes you, you, you're in the club, you, your own members, they sort of give you that dirty look. They, they're not happy, they don't shake your hands, not, and they just yeah, run up. Right. You know, back yeah. in the day, Dave, you know yourself, when we used to win a race or something, everyone used to get in a round circle, you know, they used to pronounce the winner and, you know, they used to congratulate from 30th to the first. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, Remember yeah. That? Everyone yep, used to yep, clap yep. and shake your hand and used to be happy. That used to be a good... Yeah, yeah, and that's, 100%. And that's, yep, and, and, and yep. that's being lost, you know, which is yeah, wrong. Yeah, yep. yeah. It's, it's more for the new starters. Look, I feel sorry, though, if you get a, you know, a, new, a new starter, you know, bloody studying in, into the game. Yeah. And like I said, if he happens to win a couple of club races or whatever... It would be nice to give him something, you know. Look, bloody, you know, it's pretty expensive picture racing. It is, it is, and Eddie. all that work, you know. Look, it would be nice to get some some kind of recognition. You know, you know? Dave, I've been racing yeah. for many years, like yourself. And uh, look, I love the trophies. I think it's great. You know what I mean? It's and and I, I like looking at it when I I've got many of them, but I still love them. Yeah, all, yeah? you know, yeah. Like- it's, it's, it's yeah, but look, it's more for it's it's something sort of to encourage. Uh, it's nice for the, for the, for us established lawyers, exactly. right? But it, it's mainly important for the new ones. Look, you know, uh, at least you they s- take something home with them. You know, what, what you said before was very very important. People that are say, "Oh, they're dust collectors," uh, you know, when a new flyer or, or someone wins a trophy, you're like, "Oh, you know, you call it." You, you know, they feel like it's not worthy. You know what I mean? If no, exactly. Gonna, they, and they they got to stop talking like that. You know yeah, what I mean? That's right. And for a kid, that'll be the best thing in the world. Hundred percent. Like, I'm like a kid. New I'm like a kid. I'm telling you, we're going to get a trophy. Yep. I'm telling you. Yep. I'm not so, joking. Oh, the the radio show they they um we had a race the Queen Elizabeth Cup right, and the Pigeon Radio we sponsored this beautiful cup that Ivan got, got right. Yep. Yep. And okay, I was lucky enough to win the Fed that race that, and mate, I've st- I look at it now and I still smile from ear to ear. You know what oh, I mean? For sure. And it's amazing. I love yeah, it. You know what I mean? Nice you know, so, yeah, sure. we've got to get out of that, uh, you know, yeah, get out of that. Changes thing. have to be made. Yeah, changes yes. have to be made. For, you know? for, the, for the future. And, and you say <laughs> that we used to get in circle, we used to congratulate everybody. Yeah. I'll just tell you, in Europe, and this is not just Belgium, in Malta they, they do it as well, in Croatia they do it as well. I was watching a video from bloody Mexico the other day, and they do it in Mexico. They do their results like this. They'll bring their clocks over to the uh, club or to the Fed at around 7 o'clock at night. They don't have this one hour after clocking. You have to present your clock and go in there and run home and run there. They'll come there at 7 o'clock. They'll sit down. They'll have a drink. They'll have a meal, full-on meal. I'm talking restaurant style, right? Yeah. And... They sit there with the TV screens in front of them and then the results come up and then they start congratulating all their club members if somebody yeah. wins a race or whatever. That's what it's That's all awesome. about. Of course it yep. is. And we, trust yep. me, we need to adopt that. Yeah? That's right, yes. So I reckon clubs or federations should be linked to like the RSL. Mm, right. True. Yeah. So even that way you could have yeah, your you're right. you know, RSLs, you got your, you know, your, uh, res- um, your you got the bar, you've got, you got a restaurant. Bars and yeah. all that. Yeah. And it gets things rolling. 
That's you know, right. you're, you're in a relaxed mode. Everyone's talking pigeons. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you have a meal, drinks, because obviously federations can't haven't got those facilities. Look, exactly. Like the VPO, we have our presentation every year, right? Yeah. We get a nice, yep. we, get, we go to a nice restaurant and we, we just have, yep. a, you know, we have a great time. But I think it should be, like maybe even what Ivan said, even when we're doing results, maybe go, go to a... a, a like a pub restaurant thing where we can sit down and have a meal and, yeah, and, and you know, exactly. like, it's just to bring hey, just something different, you know, like something. That's it, right. And it. and mate, and, and you you bring like a these uh, like a, a Filipino or whatever yeah, or yeah. some other nationality and they could bring their friends. They exactly. people love doing that. Exactly. You know? And then they'll bring their friends. Then they'll bring their friends That's to right. to to these open function things if exactly. the clubs do them. And mate, it'll grow. It'll grow. You Definitely. listen, Dave. It's all these one percenters. Yeah, you might think yeah. Uh, yeah. you might think. Oh, you know, you know, sh- clapping and getting in the circle is is you know. Oh yeah, that was back in the day. But you know what? Back in the days when everybody enjoyed it and had fun and and were proud to win. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, it was you know? different. Yeah, awesome. it was the good days, mate. Yes, exactly. Respect. No, there is. No respect. Right. Yeah, it's changed. It's changed. Yeah. It's different. It Let's, is different. Uh, one more last. One more last question, and then uh, yes. just one more. Ivan's going cut. Go. We're going too far. Oh, no, anyway, <laughs> one more question. All right. No, this oh, is a good. You're getting Ivan in trouble, mate. I oh, know. I like it because, mate, this is a good chat. Yeah, good chat. Yep, so, yep. last one. What advice would you give a new flyer? Oh, okay. You stop what I said before. If um. If they're keen and they want to race, um, I would say work on the pigeon loft first. Yep. Get your loft right. You know, do some research and all that, Leo. And uh, yeah, get your loft right, and, and then then start getting birds. Yeah, but I, I reckon the loft, the loft, because back in even back in the day, like we used to get that excited. I, you know, there's a lot of people get excited. They get their pigeons. Their loft's not even up. They'll chuck them in a tin shed. <laughs> then they're sort of already going backwards. That's right. Then they're, yeah, rushing, yeah. they're rushing on it. They, they, don't, they don't do the loft properly. That's right. And how's this bird going to get in form nah. in, a, in, a, in a tin shed Look, or whatever? Forget, it, forget or about it. Forget about it. You know, it's the loft. It has to be the loft. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And, and, and then obviously then work on your pigeons, yeah? Find a good fly or whatever. Yeah, There's right. no need to spend a fortune either. You are 100% on right. On pigeons. Yep. No, no need. Hey, listen, Dave. No. You yep. have been... As, Awesome talking with you and interviewing you. Um, I want to wish you all the best for. I think you got one more race. Is that correct? Uh, one more race. One more race. The energy left. We, we wish you all the best for that race. And yeah, yeah. thanks, thanks. And um, yeah, good luck for that race, yeah. and good luck yeah. for your breeding season too. Very nice yeah, talking right. to you, David. And I, I wish that another hundred people had your attitude. Because mm. if another hundred people had your attitude, this sport would grow immensely. No, you're oh, right. yeah, thanks. Thank you. Yeah, well, um, no, you, it's right. Yeah, exactly. And um, I'd like to thank uh, you, Ivan. Like, you're doing a top job on this radio, promoting this sport. Oh, thanks, uh, Yeah, look, you're doing a top job, mate. Thank you. Sure is. Yep, yeah, and even you guys, anyway, Joe and Tony. Yeah, thanks, thanks mate. So. Thank you very much. Thanks, oh, mate. Have a good and night. No, no doubt we'll chat with you again. Thanks very much. Yellow Drops is now available in Australia and distributed by Natural Pigeon Products. The Authentic Yellow Drops is a product used by the great champions in pigeon racing for decades. They eliminate almost instantaneously, naturally, the fungi, trichomonas and bacteria existing in the upper digestive and respiratory system. To order your 
yellow drops now, call Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 or pigeonvitality.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Taramid Stock Feed and Farming Supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Toulon Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340-551. Southern FM sponsor. Flyrite is a nutritional balancer product designed to assist racing pigeons to reach their racing capability and potential. Flyrite contains a number of natural ingredients such as prebiotics, herb extracts, oregano, yeast functional fibers designed to increase the number of favorable microflora within the gastrointestinal tract. Flyrite is a natural physical barrier to pathogens. Order your Flyrite now at appliednutrition.com.au or phone us on 07-3206-2568. Southern FM sponsor. For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. Pigeon Racing Victoria presents the Victoria Cup 2023. With a guaranteed first prize of $100,000, Australia's biggest race is on again, this time from Cobar, New South Wales. Sign up now for the Victoria Cup. It's on Sunday the 24th of September 2023. Rings are $100 each with one free ring for every 10 purchased. For details, visit pigeonracingvictoria.com. Southern FM sponsor. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. And right now on the line for Pigeon Radio Australia, we have a double-fed winner from the Victorian Pigeon Organisation, and he's originally from the Philippines, and his name's Ren Innocencio. Hello, Ren, and welcome to Pigeon Radio Australia, mate. Thank you, thank you, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, good, good. And congratulations on your fantastic results this year. Thank you so much. Thank you. G'day, Ren. How are you, my friend? How are you? Good, mate. How are you? Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Mate, I've, I've, I've run out of tissues. I've got no more tissues at home, boxes of tissues. <laughs> mate, you're killing me here. <laughs> yeah. Good uh, on you, mate. Good on yeah. you. I can't, you. I can't believe it as well. Oh, mate. Yeah, I rang yeah, you straight. Good. I rang you the next day to congratulate you all that day. And, yeah. you know, I was very happy for you, my friend. Yeah, it's really good for my first year. Oh, what are you talking about? It's really good. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Mate, you come out of nowhere, you're already in the champion mode. Yeah. Uh, he's got the touch, Ivan. He's got the touch with the birds. So I think it's, uh, yep. you know, you've got the magic touch. 
Yeah, the magic. <laughs> yeah. So you, are you, um, so what, let's talk a little bit about your bird, the bird that you clocked. How did yep. you prepare it for, because obviously the race we put it in was the national, which is a, yep. you know, really good race and, um, you had a lot of good pigeons in there. So, um, mm. yeah, let's talk about that. Well, you know, your, the, the bloodline of the bird and, um, Oh uh, yeah, for that, um, I'm not really sure for the bloodline because the the mother of the pigeon I I bought from Ali Davos, a flyer from BPU. Yes. Yep, I bought that last last year and then I asked asked him and then he said it was a uh, Jensen. Okay. Yep, but the father of it, uh I'm not sure because I just bought it on Gumtree and yes. the owner did not tell me the bloodline with the pigeon. And t- tell Ivan how much you paid. I paid for the father ten dollars. Ten dollars, Ivan. Sensational, mamma mia. Mamma mia. Uh, well, right. you know what? I'll tell $10, you something. Mate, from Gumtree. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you. Have you heard? Have you heard of a flyer in Germany and his name's Hardy Kruger? Mm, nah, nah. You ever heard of him? Well, Hardy Kruger straight in the pigeon, and that was the best pigeon in his loft. <laughs> they bred him winners, yeah. and they bred him winners after winners. Yep. Unreal. Yeah, yeah I like it can that. happen anyway. Yeah. That's good. Hey, wait, what do you mean it can happen? It's happened to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you yeah, go. You're, you're uh, like a friend of mine in Ballarat. I used to say, Where do you get your pigeons from? And he used to say to me, From the post office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's unreal. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so anyway, um, how did you prepare the bird for the race? Yeah, I'm just uh, I I I just trained them. Yep. Yeah, and I got a friend who's uh, helping me a lot. Uh, Algina Alvarez. Yeah, oh, he helped yes. me a lot. Yeah, Angela and about AJ. The feeding about the conditioning of the birds. Yep. Yeah, good people. Yeah, they're good people. They help me. Listen to them because they're very yeah. good. Uh, yeah, 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 very good people. Yep, you know? yep. And um, yeah, look, I can see you, mate. We've got to look out for this fella next year, Ivan. Mm. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> you, Miss Angelina, you won't be on the top of the points. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ivan, you're gonna, hey, Ivan, you're going to have to give yeah, me I some magic. So. Yep. Ivan, you're going to have to give me some magic. He too. I like the challenge. Come on, come on. <laughs> yeah. Ivan, you're going to have to give me some magic potion or something. There's no magic uh, potion. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. Now, look, um, no, we're very happy for you, my friend. Well done. Yeah, Congratulations. You. you know, like, uh, it's... You must have a big smile from ear to ear. You know what I mean. You must be so yeah. happy. But it, but it's not only the national Joe. It's other results during the season also. He's been up there all the time. He has. Yeah, he has. All right. I know. I know. You're scaring me here. I'm shaking here. Relax, mate. We've got another couple of races. Yeah, right? Tissues. I'm, yeah. I've got a tissue here. Look, look. Yeah. I'm very happy about that. Well, the birds is uh, doing good. Now I tell think... me, you're in the Springside Club. Tell me what what do your mates in the Springside Club think of this? <laughs> Ask him how many club club races he's won. Yeah. Ask him how many yeah. club races. What have you record? Won? Record. I, I think uh, it's eight. I think eight. eight. Yep. They love you down there, don't they? <laughs> they're like not again not uh, again <laughs> yeah. they think yeah. they, they must think you're the master you're the quiet achiever you know he goes in there you know puts his birds yep. in and boom yep. the birds do all the out talking don't they yep yeah. oh, nah no, good on you mate you, you've, yeah, you, should thank be, you. you should be very proud of your birds because they're doing really well yeah I am I am yeah. hey Ren how's the breeding going anyway Sorry, mate. How's your, your breeding going? You breeding? 
Yeah, yeah, and started breathing already. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, it's, yeah, it's all good, man. Yeah, I'm gonna good. try the so new birds from last year as well. Say next. that again. I got a uh, new birds. Uh, gonna try, and then my old birds from last year. I'm gonna try them again. I started bre- breathing uh, last three weeks, I think. Yep. Yeah, that's good. That's good. What were you saying, Ivan? Sorry. I says he's gonna breed a lot more birds that are gonna beat you. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. A little thanks, bit more Ivan. from uh, <laughs> last year. Yeah, a little bit more. Hey, listen. All I gotta say is. The next couple of races, you don't have to race them months, right? You have to, you, you focus on your breeding. But the, what yeah. they say, if you race, how can you concentrate on your breeding? Yeah. How can but you I got concentrate? A, I got a few birds left. Oh, Maybe no, I got, I got oh, a race. <laughs> don't worry about racing. Concentrate on your breeding. Nah. <laughs> you, just, hey, you just put them up, put them in and kick ass. Don't over, worry. Over. <laughs> you know how many birds you sent to the race? Yeah. Sorry, mate. I'm saying to Ivan, you, you sent know, three. You sent three pigeons, mate. Yeah, three, How good three. is that? You're doing all right, mate. You're very, very good. Excellent. Yeah. It's like, it's like my vet friend in, in Sydney, Rob Marshall. He sent, oh. he sent one bird to one the 600 pigeon. mile and, oh. and he got fifth or sixth fed. Yeah. Actually, Look, there was only six, really good. six clocked. And there was only six birds home. That's it. And he, mm. and he was one of them. And his was one, and that he only was, sent one yeah. pigeon. That, he actually got third. He got third fed. Third, what an yeah. amazing, amazing result. Yeah. Reminds us a bit of like you. Uh, reminds us of you, sending out a couple of birds <laughs> and bloody and winning. Yeah. How many birds do you send a week, usually? Not uh, many. Because now I've got uh, less birds from now. I just send, before, I send uh, 15 to 20. Now I've got less bird. I'm going to send out like four, three birds like that. Yeah, that's all you need. Yeah, it's all yeah. You, need. you need one to win, mate. Yeah, yeah he's proved that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's, let's do a challenge. Send one pigeon. <laughs> Only one. Yeah, yeah, you're going to need one anyway. If, you, if you're going to win, you only need one you pigeon. You do. You only need one pigeon. Yep. Exactly. Yep. That's right. Exactly. But just think about it tonight when you go to bed. Think about just not racing the rest of the season and just concentrating <laughs> on your breeding, all right? Think very hard and... Uh... <laughs> nah, all yeah. good, mate. All good. Listen, it's good. Yeah. It's good. We need good young flyers like yourself. I mean, you're, yep. very, you're new at the sport. This is your first year. Ivan and Tony can tell you that you do not win feds very... They don't come easy, okay? Yeah. Not only have you won one, but you've won two, so... All we can say is congratulations. Well done, my friend. And he's, and he's in the top ten of the points. And as he's well. in the top ten. and they still haven't won one yet. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. He's right there. He's right there, Tony. Yeah. Anyway, my friend, you have a good night. You have a good day. Sorry. And um, yeah, and I'll talk to you. Uh, we'll talk to you again soon. And good luck for the weekend if we race due to um, yeah the weather. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks, right, mate. Across Melbourne, this, this is 88.3 Southern FM. FM. And right now on the line for Pigeon Radio Australia from Ballarat with some great news and a big yarn, a Ballarat yarn, is Aaron McKay. Hello, Aaron. How are you? Welcome back to Pigeon Radio Australia. G'day, Joe. G'day, fellas. How are you all going? Yeah, good, good mate. mate. Good. How are you? Good. Yeah, going good, thanks, mate. Going good. Oh, that's ah, good. Mate, you've got some good news for us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, had a good weekend, guys. Good we had weekend. our uh, last two races. 
Um, obviously, due to the, the rain forecast and that that we got last week, we decided to um, be a step ahead of the rest of the big feds in Melbourne, and we uh, basketed on the Tuesday. Mm. Uh, we changed our liberation points, uh, knowing that it was going to get wet up towards Tipperbar and that mm. and we knew the roads would get uh, locked off. So we decided to go to uh, Hawker and... Um, Lindhurst in South Australia. Stick to the main roads. So we basked it on the Tuesday and our drivers left early on the Wednesday morning before all the rain came and they had a really good drive up there. Do you want to come down here to Melbourne and teach some of these blokes in Melbourne how to race pigeons? (laughs) (laughs) No, it was good. No, actually, I got a phone call from a few of the guys in Melbourne and they asked me, they did say to me, oh, you guys changed directions and that. And and I I did see that they changed as well. So they're... uh, no, smart thinking. You got to be a step ahead, not a step 100%. behind. Hundred percent. You did yeah. well. You did well. No yeah, good ideas. Yeah, it was great, mate. So yeah, we had some. We had a real good race. So on the uh, Friday, we had the race from Lindhurst, which is six hundred yeah. miles to Ballarat. Yep. And uh, we only had fifty-four birds. I know a lot of people go, "Geez, fifty-four birds! You'll never see them." But sometimes it works out better. So, yeah. and they were released at uh, seven o'clock on the Friday morning. And uh, my very good mate Barry Marshall timed in at ten thirty on the Saturday morning. Oh, His first bird, ten thirty, which was bred by um, Lou Gat, Rodney Main, and Donna Main in oh, Melbourne. Yeah. Um, so that was great. A it's, little. It's uh, good how movement. you mention the breeders. That's very good. Yeah. Very yeah good. So Barry got first club, first common, and then Barry timed yeah. in another pigeon, a three-year-old. Pigeon about fifteen or twenty minutes later oh. to gain second second oh, combo on that one, which is good out of a cockbird of mine, made it to a, a good hen of Barry. So that was mm. that was lovely to see. It was funny well because I did say to Barry, I said he sent four birds, and I said, "What do you reckon you'll clock?" And he said, "I'll clock the little Hooven hen, and then I'll get that three-year-old home. She'll come." He says she just keeps flying for days. Uh, and he was right on the money. And uh, look, he's as I've always said, I've said it before on here, and I've, I've said it in interviews before and other stuff. And the guy right Barry, one of the very best country long-distance flyers in Victoria. Yeah. He's one of the best. I know there's a go. lot of good flyers out there. Equally as good, um, but he definitely is one of them one what of them top flyers, mate. That. So Barry gained first and second, and then um, yeah. Jason Brenner come in at third position. So he ended up with, uh, might have got three home as well. Yeah, he did. He got three birds home as well. So oh, he did very well also. So. Oh. Uh, oh, well eight done. birds home in race time. I ended up getting one on the third morning um, myself, so I was happy to see her. She had one tail further left, and all the secondary flights were ripped out. Wow. Very lucky to and get home. still so come home. Still, that's a I, good bird, that one. Yeah, I was glad to get her home, mate. Yeah. Geez, so that made me happy. So that was the 600 from Windows. Yeah. And then well done, on, the, on the Saturday morning, they released the birds from Hawker, which is 500 miles to us. Yeah. And um, they re- were released into a very light east wind, which it usually starts early in the mornings over there as an east but it does change. It, it did change. It swung around to the west uh, by about 10 o'clock because I was expecting a big tough day. And then I looked at the wind and 10 o'clock and it swung to the west. And I'm thinking, oh, this wind's getting behind them. These birds are going to be pretty quick today. And uh, my partner had organised to go to the cinema with the eldest daughter that afternoon at about four o'clock and I'm sitting there and I had the youngest daughter who's eight, Aria, she's eight years old and I'm sitting there and um, 
coming up towards 5.30. Ari says to me, Dad, I'm hungry. I said, what do you want? She said, fish and chips. And I thought, okay, <laughs> I'll ring it through. So I placed my order through on the yeah, phone. Yeah. And they said, it'll be ready in 10 minutes. And I never leave <laughs> yeah, Ari at home. And I left it at home. But I waited 15 minutes. I thought, no, nah, I'll make sure it's definitely ready. <laughs> so smart. I Very left smart. Ari at home. I, I race up to the fish shop. But I jumped out the car. and run in there. And I said, order for Aaron. And the lady looked at me and she goes, Oh, sorry, I haven't put it on yet. No way. So you're oh, effing no. kidding me. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, no. I've got a camera on the loft. I'm thinking, oh, what's the chance of a bird coming? So I jumped on my phone to watch the loft, and I'm sitting there. Next minute, four birds drop. <laughs> straight you weren't even home. Straight oh. into the trap. I'm thinking, oh, my God, here I are. The fish. I'm watching them. They're standing there. Oh, for nearly 10 seconds, and they walk through the trap and all time in. And I'm there pulling my hair out, going, no, what's the chances of this? So I quickly ring Barry Marshall up, who's a good mate, and I ring him up, and I said, Baz, I think I just clocked from the 400. I just got four birds. And he said, really? I said, yeah. I said, have you got anything? He said, no. He said, are you sure they're from the 500? And I said, well, I don't know, but I'm at the fish shop. He goes, what are you doing at the fish shop? Why are you waiting for birds? I said, Baz, don't even go there, long story. I just want to get the hell home. <laughs> so, but my fish and chips are eventually ready, and my clock's a, a shocker for time and every pigeon in. Yeah. And so I race back home. I run straight to the cage, run up there. Look, they'd all timed in, which was really good, but I didn't see them come. So I really disappointed me. I was yeah. down in the dumps a bit there, and then of I didn't even eat the fish and chips after that. <laughs> oh, you're joking. <laughs> and what did the fish and chip shop lady cop it? Uh, a little bit. <laughs> she did a little bit, but yeah. uh, the, the the good part about the whole story was I ended up winning it, so I won the combine first no, and second. Yeah. So well I would done. have won it with a whole four birds, so I was very, very happy about that. Yeah, that cheered good, me yeah. right up. Oh, good on you. know you. yourself, if you don't get to see them, normally they cost you, don't they? Exactly. You're not there. I had the Medina sitting there in the basket all ready to go. <laughs> Everything was all ready except for me not being there. Oh, well, you know what? Just, you want it, that's the main thing. You want it and you got four on a drop. Now, you know what I was thinking? You got four on a drop. What do you think in the, in the, in the five and the six you can clock more pigeons? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, we're allowed to just... clock two from yeah, 200 miles yeah. onwards. We're allowed to take two positions. Yeah, yeah. But um, you want to give them two which is good. Which is good, but um, <laughs> I have me velocity, me velocity calculator on on me clock, so it gives me all the velocities of each bird anyway. And I always compare them to see how they go. Um, but it was the four birds I had on the drop. They were, they were four very, very good pigeons. Um, John Gadsden was not far behind me. He did all really well as well. So he, credit to him as well. And um, I know it got close with the averages for me and him. And um, in the end, I ended up winning the club and combine averages again. So I'm well very happy done. with that. Congratulations it was a tough that. year. Well done. Yeah. It was good. It was a nice way to finish off, guys. It's been a long oh, year, yeah. hard year. Yeah. And I really, to be honest with you, I couldn't wait for it to be over. Mm. I'm hearing <laughs> so, you. We are all hearing you, actually. Now, instead of going to the fish and chip shop, you can go fishing. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> look, I never go to that fish shop ever. <laughs> I, I always go to a different one, but it's further away. And I thought, no, nah, this one's close. It's only a kilometre up the road. But you know what? No, I'm going to the fish and chips now. <laughs> You've got to learn how to do <laughs> that Uber. Uber. Diet program now. Uber. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have Uber in Ballarat. Well, they don't do Uber. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, very good pigeons. Uh, yeah, I ended up winning myself, and then John Gadsden and David Amor, um was after that, so third. So, yeah, that no, was a great weekend, guys. And Well done uh, to everyone. Good stuff. 
again, tough year, but glad it's all over, guys, and mm. look forward to the reading and the sales and back into it again next well, year. Well, Aaron, just want, you, just want you to know that um, obviously you finished racing, so we won't be chatting much, but yep. and if you've got anything you want to uh, announce. announce, please you, you know, just call us and come on air and we'll uh, announce whatever you got, whether it's Breeders' Plates I'll, or I'll anything. I will do that, guys. We've right. got Breeders' Plate sales coming up. I'll yeah. get the dates. Yep. And it's open to all you guys down there. It's open yeah. to the VPO. It's open to the Greater Melbourne. It's open they to the putting VPO. on the Ballarat Barbecue. They're going to put a Ballarat Barbecue it's, on it. Yes, we have a good barbecue over yeah, here, mate. Yeah. It's a great day. I think I'm going to share the cows here, of course. Every year. Awesome. Um, it's been one in Melbourne by my good friend Johnny McCook the last two years well, in a row. Oh, good uh, stuff. He's a champion flyer, that bloke. He's, he's, yeah, and, he's good. Uh, and we're, we're looking for some more competition down there against him. He's, he's, he's rubbing his hands together every year. So come on, you boys, get on board. Yeah. And other flies. Yeah, and, 100%. Um, Make it a little bit harder for him, will you? Yes. Yeah, well, you have to give us his number too, you know. John McCook, have a chat with him, see if he wants to come on the radio. We'll say, you know, we'll, we'll have a little uh, interview with him. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolute yeah, champion bloke. You know? Champion bloke and a champion fly guy. So what I'll do is, Joe, I will... I'll get the dates and that, and I'll I'll give you a call, and we'll um we'll get that on, guys. Like I said, it's open to it's open to all you guys. Everybody's welcome, and we'd love to catch up with you. And it's a good uh, family friendly day, mate. Yeah, no, it's that's, no, that's be what good, it's all about. I like going. Hundred percent, awesome. Yeah, hundred percent, guys. I also want to interview um oh that good flyer in Ballarat. Uh, you were saying he's not, oh, Barry Marshall. Barry Marshall, so that I wouldn't yeah. Yeah. Barry's I'll a tell you what, if you want to that, learn about long-distance pigeons... Yes, I'd love you to get Barry on there. I'll, what I'll do, uh, and I know I still haven't caught up with Godfrey Stevens yet, but I'm catching up with him this no, that's week. that's all right. That's yeah. all right. When you do, you do that. That's yes, right, I'll yeah. have a chat with Godfrey, and I'll, I'll definitely be with Barry on Thursday, Joe. So if you remember, give me a call Thursday, Arvo. Yeah. I'll be with Barry at lunchtime. So all right. give us a call, and we'll, we, we'll put him on the spot in the car. Ivan, He's got nowhere to hide then. What time are you going to be with him, roughly? <laughs> What? Uh, what time will you be there in the afternoon? With what time will you be there? Yeah, yeah, we'll be there in the afternoon, mate. We'll be heading down. We'll All be right. down there by probably eleven o'clock. All right. So you ring, ring yeah. me, remind me, and we'll do it three, three oh, way. All right. No worries. Yeah, we'll talk to give him us a call, mate. Us, yeah. yeah. No, nah, sounds good. No, that'd be good with Barry. He's a very experienced. Yeah, yeah. Look, Barry will be right. And Barry's a good guy. Very, very well mounted, polite, spoken, very quiet, humble man. He never, never. You know, he just. Care and um, we'll, we'll chat again soon. And good luck to you guys for the rest of the year with your race itself. I look Thanks, forward buddy. to checking out the results, and as I do always, I always have a look and love to be in the race, but glad to be sitting back watching now. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. not wrong. Thank you very much, Aaron. Oh, well, it's time to say goodbye, and it's another ending of Pigeon Radio Australia. <laughs> we haven't been on for two weeks. Uh, I've been sick, Tony's been sick, you've been. What have you been doing? I had so. <laughs> Do you want to know? <laughs> Do you really, really want to know? You've been, you haven't been sick. No, we just, I just had uh, pigeon races and stuff. <laughs> you know, special races. Special races. Special races. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. yeah. Special anyway. races. No, I've had the flu. Tony had his bloody heart attack, which. But he's looking better now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm improving a lot. Yeah, yeah that's good, good. On you, Tony. Good on you. Good on you. I've got over my flu and uh, I've got a wedding on Saturday. And so, yeah, we'll catch you next week here. Same time, same station on Pigeon Radio Australia. Cheerio. Stop it.